This is the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and I'm your host, Kat Bean Hansen. Welcome. We're glad you're here, and we wish all our listeners a happy holiday season and a joyous new year. We've been on a bit of an accidental hiatus as we've been plagued by technical problems that prevented us from producing a functional recording, but we're back just in time for Christmas. This week's episode comes from our service on Christmas Eve 2021, when Pastor Emma Peterson gave a homily called The Birth of Something New. Christmas Eve is the moment the anticipation of the season finally reaches its peak. For weeks we've been in Advent, the period of preparation and waiting that precedes the arrival of the baby Jesus. Finally, what we have been waiting for has arrived. Finally, we can throw open our windows and our doors and proclaim the good news. Christ is born and the world is alight with new hope. So often, the focus of the Christmas story is on the darkness itself. Darkness personified in our modern context as only a negative apparition. We miss what grows in the dark, what rests in the darkness. We miss how the darkness is necessary to balance the light. We miss the darkness of the womb, a place of pure protection and comfort from which to become. We miss the beauty of the long dark night, the stars guiding the shepherds and kings to the birthplace of the little holy baby. The safety of the cover of night which ushered the vulnerable across hostile lands delivering them whole and holy to their sacred destination. So often the focus of the Christmas story is on the isolation of Mary and Joseph, refugees cast out of their land with no room at the inn. We are compelled to consider them as outsiders, and so we miss the community that forms around them. We miss one of the central points that healing and liberation cannot happen in isolation, that salvation is and always has been collective. So often we focus on the wrong details, missing bits of the sacred and the holy that may not seem so at first glance. In the Christian tradition, the birth of Jesus signifies the coming revolution. The mighty are cast down from their thrones, and the meek are exalted. The hungry are filled, and the rich are sent away empty. You can't talk about the Christmas story without talking about revolution, and you can't talk about revolution without talking about community. 
Consider what Mary does the moment after she learns that she is carrying the Messiah in her womb. Mary alights immediately to the home of her cousin Elizabeth after the angel Gabriel tells her that while she is experiencing a miracle inside of her, so too is Elizabeth also experiencing her own miraculous pregnancy. Advanced in years and believed to be barren, a source of deep shame and social shunning for women of her era, Elizabeth conceived a child who will go on to become John the Baptist, the man who baptizes Jesus and clears the path for his ministry, because in the words of the angel Gabriel, nothing is impossible with God. Mary travels to visit perhaps the only other person in the whole world who can understand what she is experiencing. She does not remain alone in her home. She reaches out towards community. And Elizabeth stretches across the distance, blessing the young mother not once, not twice, but three times over. Blessings in the Bible are powerful, magical, and sacred. And Elizabeth, wife of a temple priest, a powerful woman in her own right, blesses Mary's, stretches across the distance to uplift Mary because she knows the transforming miracle Mary carries in her womb. Mary's reunion with Elizabeth is revolutionary not only because the two women carry the future in their wombs, but also because Elizabeth blesses Mary from her place of privilege. Elizabeth welcomes the revolution Mary will give birth to, despite the fact that Elizabeth has much to lose herself when indeed Christ brings down the powerful from their thrones and sends the rich away empty. The solidarity between Mary and Elizabeth stretches across generations, across class barriers, across systems of oppression meant to keep people mistrustful and suspicious of one another. Mary rushes to Elizabeth because Elizabeth may very well be the only other person who can begin to understand what Mary is experiencing. God draws us toward each other pulling us out of our isolation, our shame, and our, and our desire to hide our true selves from one another. God coaxes us towards community, reminding us that we need never be alone, especially in our waiting, especially in liminal times, especially when the way forward is uncertain, but revolution is required. We are enduring collectively our second pandemic Christmas. Our collective fatigue, our anger at those who have refused to recognize we aren't all protected unless we all are protected. Our frustration with a government that continues to value profits and productivity over the literal lives of its citizens has worn us down and separated us from one another. I have preached for two years endlessly, it seems, on the death-dealing nature of cultural individualism. 
I have spent hours along with our COVID task force agonizing over our congregation's COVID protocols, attempting to balance fairness and accessibility with the need to protect the flock at all costs. I have registered the fatigue on our faces, observed when that fatigue comes out in less than compassionate interactions with each other, and tried my best to hold the deep bowl of our grief ever spilling over. I know this community is still aching from our isolation from one another, still grappling with how to return to one another in the safest, most loving ways possible. And my conviction that we need one another, that life is meant to be lived in community, has never been stronger than it is now. Let us be like Mary and Elizabeth, stepping bravely out of our isolation, seeking comfort and understanding from those who, whether we realize it or not, are just as deeply in need of comfort and understanding as we ourselves are. The story of the birth of Jesus is a story of community. Community forming in unlikely places, stretching across arbitrary barriers imposed by the powers that be to maintain their control through our isolation. The community that forms around the little baby Jesus is comprised of shepherds and kings. It is community that forms in the margins of society because what is holy and sacred does not dwell in castles or skyscrapers or on million-dollar yachts. The arrival of the baby Jesus is the arrival of the world turning on its head. It is not necessarily an immediate crumbling of the status quo, but rather a shift in our collective perception. Christ is born, and suddenly we, those who are desperate for a new way, begin to see the possibilities beyond what we have always been told is possible. The Christmas story urges us, yes, us, in the present, here, and now, to shake off our cloaks of complacency, to release our sense of hopelessness and malaise, and to move collectively because it is the only way to a place of liberation for all people. Now, in this season of darkness, now is the time for us to attend to our woundedness, gathering strength so that we may attend to our healing, both ours and one another's. Now is the time for us to recognize who has too long been left in the cold, because the divine dwells amongst the social outcast and the poor and the disabled and the forgotten. The Christmas story pushes us to move beyond the structures we've been told have always been there, calling us to defy the rules we've been told must never be broken, 
to try new ways of doing and being that lift up the lowly and cast down the righteous. The Christmas story is an ancient one, which tells us that which we have always known. Our ancestors knew some 2,000 years ago that the mighty may be mighty on earth, but that we are the ones who can and must save the world. We are the ones that must reach across distance towards one another with an ethic of love and liberation at the center of our actions, words, and deeds. This is the time now in this season of darkness, in this present day of uncertainty and fear and disease to cast open our windows and doors and proclaim the good news that hope and transformation arrives in the form of a blessed, helpless little baby crying out for comfort and ushering forth the rising of the sun after the longest winter night. May it be so, because we make it so. Amen and blessed be. This has been the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists. The music is by Nathan Moore. If you want to learn more about the CVUU, visit our website at www.cedarvalleyuu.org, and you can also find us on Facebook or Instagram at Cedar Valley UU. We welcome visitors to attend our online services on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time. If you'd like to learn more about joining us for a service, send us an email at cvuupodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.